Our confession this evening is the Belgic Confession, Article 18, the Incarnation. Belgic Confession, Article 18, the Incarnation. So then we confess that God fulfilled the promise which he had made to the early fathers by the Mary, by the power of the Holy Spirit, without male participation. And it's not only assumed human nature, as far as the body is concerned, but also a real human soul, in order that he might be a real human being. But since the soul had been lost as well as the body, he had to assume them both, to save them both together. Therefore we confess against the heresy of the Anabaptists who denied that Christ assumed human flesh, flesh from his mother, that he shared the very flesh and blood of children, that he is the fruit of the loins of David according to the flesh, born of the seed of David according to the flesh, fruit of the womb of Virgin Mary, born of a woman, the seed of David, the shoot from the root of Jesse, the offspring of Judah, having descended from the Jews according to the flesh, from the seed of Abraham, for he assumed Abraham's seed and was made like his brothers, except for sin. This way is truly our Emmanuel, that is, God is with us. Philippians 2, the first 10 verses, it's entitled Christ's Example of Humility. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of our Lord. The text verses these words, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count a quality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, this morning we've heard that we should love one another, that we should be humble, 
as our Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself by taking the form of a servant. And that we should be and act in the same way. Where Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, so we should also be servants of one another. And a deeper implication of what our Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross. And if we go back to Belgian Confession, Article 17, we confess how God came out to seek the fallen man, Adam and Eve, there in paradise. And that the Lord, in His grace, came with the gospel. The promise that a seed of the woman would bruise the head of Satan, Genesis 3, verse 15. And we confess that God pursued, uh, pursued us because of His covenant. Because he is our God and we are his people. And that Adam was the head of God's covenant of works. Where God appointed him to govern over his creation. But he failed miserably. God made a new covenant. Covenant of grace in our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus would be the second Adam. The redeemer of God's covenant or God's promise. And he was called to carry God's anger over my sin, your sin. Called to reconcile us with God. Article 18 is the highlight of that promise. And it continues this confession by stating that a seed of the woman was sent by God at a very specific point in time. That God determined that in his ordinance. Our article says, at a time appointed by Him. That's God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God sent His one and only eternal Son into the world. And Belgian Confession, Article 18, introduced the third group of articles. Articles 18 to 21. Which is about Christ. The center of the gospel. And Article 18 is about the incarnation of Christ. Christ who took on human form. And so the Lord himself provided a mediator. His own son. And his own son is God. Is Jesus Christ. Jesus means saviour. Christ anointed. And he is our mediator, our saviour. And Christ is God. The Father's only Son. With Jesus' baptism, God called out from heaven and the Holy Spirit descending like a dove on Jesus. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. That man is Jesus Christ. Promised by God. Fulfilled by the Scriptures. Truly God and God himself testified this through the Holy Gospel, through his word. And not only the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, but the whole world and every prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus. The Messiah. Already in paradise, God announced that Christ would come. And in every passage, every promise, every prophet was confirmed by the Holy Spirit. Paul said it in his letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 to 6, For there is one God, 
and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time, determined by God at that specific time. And what we need to realize in itself that it was nothing dishonorable about the Son becoming man, for we are created in the image of God, but Christ's humility was that he was becoming one of us, fallen man and woman. And Jesus, who, are, who is without sin, and you can see it's mentioned twice in Article 18, that Jesus, who is without sin, came to die for our sins. Paul called this humbleness and humiliation in our passage in Philippians 2 verse 5 to 8. Have this mind among yourself which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus was in the form of God, we read in verse 6. This explains Jesus' pre-incarnate existence, before he became a human being. We must always be reminded that Jesus' existence did not start at the manger in Bethlehem, but that he is eternal God. And Paul, by the use of the Greek word, translated being, informs his readers that our Lord's position of the divine essence did not cease when he came to earth to assume human form. We will learn more about this next week with the two natures of Christ. Jesus was God and Jesus is God. Jesus' divine nature was not something he had to seek for because he had us already. But then Jesus emptied himself, Paul said. How? Paul is telling us by taking the form of a servant. God took on the form of a servant. But Jesus did not empty himself of his deity his godly nature, or any of his attributes, or his equality with God. He emptied himself into the form of a servant being born in the likeness of man, and that all so that he could save us. Lord, day six of the Heidelberg Catechism teaches, God's justice demands that the human nature which has sinned must pay for its sin, but a sinner could not pay for it. The Savior should be a man. That's the requirement of God's judgment. But also the fulfillment of his promise in Genesis 3 verse 15. He should be a man like us who had a family tree. Matthew 1. Who grew up as a child. Was hungry and thirsty. We remember when he said on the cross, I'm thirsty. Could shed tears as he did. With the death of his friend Lazarus, or when he saw his beloved Jerusalem, 
and what would happen to Jerusalem. But with one difference, he was without sin. Hebrews 2 verse 17, Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. God saved the world through his son Jesus Christ. God loved the world that he gave his only son. There was none who could carry God's anger except God himself. Therefore he must have been also truly God, so that by the power of his divinity he might bear the weight of God's anger in his humanity, earn for us and restore to us righteousness and life. And the Lord himself provided this mediator, his own son. That's God's grace. This is the God that is love. And here's God, and here's Jesus Christ, our mediator and our savior. And Jesus became fully human, incarnated, taking on human form so that we could be saved. Verse 8 of our passage in Philippians 2 teaches, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. But let us return to Jesus Humility. Jesus' whole life was one of humility. How did Jesus humble himself? And we know that death was the final part. And so someone compiled the list. He was humble in the first place that he took the form of a man, not a more glorious creature like an angel. He was humble that he was born into an obscure, oppressed place in a manger in Bethlehem, not as the king he was. He was humble that he was born as a child instead of appearing as a man. He was humble in submitting to the obedience appropriate to a child in a household. He was humble in learning and practicing a trade, and the trade of a carpenter. He was humble in the long wait until he launched out in public ministry. He was humble in his companions, the disciples he chose, fishermen. He was humble in the temptation he allowed and endured in the desert. He was humble in his weakness, his hunger, his thirst, and the tiredness he endured. He was humble in his total obedience to his heavenly Father, he was humble in his submission to the Holy Spirit. He was humble in choosing and so to submitting to the death on the cross to carry God's anger. He was humble in the agony of his death. He was humble in the shame, the mocking, the public humiliation of his death. And he was humble in enduring the spiritual agony of his sacrifice on the cross. He was humble in washing his disciples' feet. To act as a slave. And he took the insults. The mockery on the cross. He was oppressed and afflicted. Isaiah says. Yet he did not open his mouth. Was led like a lamb. To the, to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers. Is silent. So he did not open his mouth. This is God. Who humbled himself. For you and me. 
These were all the implications of Jesus' incarnation. And he was humbled to the point of death, even the death on the cursed cross. This states the extent of Jesus' humility and obedience to the Father. Fulfillment of that promise, Genesis 3 verse 15. For Christ's death was the demand of God's righteousness, justice and truth. Isaiah 53 verse 10. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grieve when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. By the grace of God, he gave his only son. And his son died. So that we don't have to fear death anymore. He's also risen. That we can know that death and the curse of death that Adam and Eve brought over themselves and all their descendants is now only a passage to eternal life. Why did Jesus come to earth? Why did he humble himself? He came for the benefit of lost sinners. You and me. And God did not leave us in the state of death, state of curse as it was in paradise after Adam and Eve sinned. But God sent his only son to save me, to die for me, for my sins. God who does not change, did in Bethlehem, what he had promised to do so many years prior in Genesis 3, to me in my circumstances, with my strengths, my weaknesses, he has given Christ. So that I might be brought back from Satan. So that I might be saved. Therefore the question, do you know Jesus? As revealed by the scriptures, he was fully human, fully God. And Guido de Bray had to defend this incarnation of Christ against the heresy of the Anabaptists. The Anabaptists did not deny that Christ was born of Mary. But they compared Mary to only a channel in what Christ merely passed through her. And consequently, they said Jesus did not take on human nature. And according to the Anabaptist, Christ was not true man, but only true God. The Bray argued in agreement with the Bible that it was imperative for Christ to be true man in order to be able to save man. Born in sin, as we were, but Christ without sin. Peter the Bray stated clearly, Therefore we confess against the heresy of the Anabaptist who denied that Christ assumed human flesh from his mother, that he shared the very flesh and blood of the children, that is the fruit of the loins of David according to the flesh, born of the seed of David according to the flesh, fruit of the womb of the Virgin Mary, born of a woman, the seed of David, a shoot from the root of Jesse, the offspring of Judah, having descended from the Jews according to the flesh, from the seed of Abraham, for he assumed Abraham's seed. He was made like his brothers, except for sin. This way is truly our Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus is the mediator, received by the Holy Spirit, 
and it could now represent God's people because he was born out of a woman and it could represent God to people. He was the ultimate victim of the original sin of Adam. We confess he's without sin, but otherwise he's like his brothers in every way. And so the Son of God did not change in a human being. He was still God, but he adopted the human nature. Christ was and is God, and the confession of his only conception and birth are of the utmost importance. And so we confess and question and answer 36 of the heart of a catechism. He is our mediator, and with his innocence and perfect holiness, he removes from God's sight my sin, mine since I was conceived. And Jesus answered on every requirement. Every. Because he's true and eternal God. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and he removes from God's sight my sin, the sin I was conceived in. And Christ was humble. He came to earth. Not to rule then immediately, as was his full right, but to voluntarily make himself a humble, pure, sacrificial lamb to be killed, to pay on the behalf of sinful people, for sins, crimes, and great wickedness, he did not commit. John 1 verse 29. And this is what Jesus did. Incredibly humble, self-sacrificing. This is what love is. God is love. Gave his only son. And so Jesus' innocence and perfect holiness from conception and birth benefit us. Even we were born in sin so that we can now appear before God as though we had never committed any sin. Jesus was God's answer to you and me. When we pray sometimes and we say, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? God gave his son who deserved Nothing but took everything. And all mankind who struggles with sin can know. Jesus bear that for you. This is to your benefit. The answer of every prayer that you pray. Being made a little lower than the angels. That is becoming one of us. He has brought many sons and daughters of Adam to glory. And is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Hebrews 2 verse 9 and 11. He calls us his friends. Wonder of wonders. Christ being born in humiliation has left the sinners of the earth, this is me and you, to heaven. As heaven came to earth, God came to earth. And in his humiliation we find our exaltation, and our shame and guilt was replaced by his glory. Jesus is your mediator. And with his innocence and perfect holiness, he removed from God's sight my sin. What should we do? Paul tells us to have the same mind, the same love of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, 
but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Proclaim the gospel. Proclaim that Jesus is love. And know that Jesus will come again. And at that time, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Jesus who took the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man for your sake, my sake. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are guilty before you as Adam and Eve was guilty before you. Born in sin, conceived in sin, and you gave your son to die on that cursed cross for my sin. To take on the form of a human being. Father, we pray that we can serve you by being humble. By being humble as our Lord Jesus Christ was. And that we can serve our brothers and sisters as well by proclaiming the gospel of truth. That Jesus is Lord. That only he can save me from my sin. There's no one other. There's only one name that we can be saved. And this name is Jesus, who is the Christ, who is the Messiah, who is the Anointed One. Father, we pray that you will lead us to love one another, love you above all, because you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.